This is the NC Fusion podcast sponsored by Wake Forest Medical. Thank you for joining us on the North Carolina Fusion podcast. My name is Scott Wollaston and I serve as the executive director for the North Carolina Fusion. Today I will be speaking with John Stubblefield, athletic director at Forsyth Country Day School. John recently did a fantastic presentation to our staff about the importance of the relationship between coaches and parents to be able to provide the best possible environment for our players. We wanted to provide a follow-up to that presentation to share with our membership, as it was just too helpful not to share. I hope you enjoy. All right. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining the uh, Fusion podcast. Um, as I've said before, this is an opportunity for um, all of our families and our community to learn more about what we're doing, kind of get an inside look on um, meeting our staff, get an opportunity to look at uh, the things that we're we're currently working on behind the scenes um, and actually meet some of the folks that we are working with to try and continue to improve the environment at our club. Uh, today I have uh, John Stubblefield with me. John is the uh, athletic director at Forsyth Country Day School and John is a great friend. We've known each other for probably over a decade now. He actually worked for the club for, for a long time as a as a coach, as a director and, and now um, not only coaches in the junior academy at times um, in our rec program, but also has kids involved in the program, which is obviously a, a shift. So, um, John, thanks so much for uh, being a part of this today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited Excellent. to do it. Awesome. Well, to, um, John, I think the best way to start off, um, if you can kind of tell everyone a little bit about your your background um, and and then, you know, not just as a um, as a now as an athletic director, but also as a coach um, and um, I'll let you just kind of tell them about your background. Sure. Um, I first started coaching uh, actually when I was in college. So it's been over 20 years ago now. Um, fell in love with it. Love working with students. Actually shifted some of what I was studying in college to be able to become a teacher so I could have like a full-time job and, and still be able to, to coach in the afternoon. So um, after spending uh, 16 years in the classroom, had the opportunities to move more into administrative roles. So everything from uh, high school principal roles to dean of students to uh, recently spent three years in Ohio as a head of school and um, was able to move back, had a great opportunity to move back in 2018 and join the staff here at Forsyth Country Day School. And that's been a, a really good good experience working with a lot of great people, obviously being able to be back and, and work with Fusion and you guys. And um, I actually just finished up my, my doctorate in educational leadership, which that's been a, a really, it was a long journey, but a, but a good journey learning more about um, not only education and, and how to communicate better with, with students, but also adults, but just learning more about how to be a better leader myself and how to help and inspire others to be better leaders. That's awesome. Um, kind of to that to that end, um, I know recently we asked you to come and speak to our our staff at our, our Fusion Summit at the beginning of August, and um, you you nailed it. Um, that you were the number one ranked um, presentation for the day. I think our coaches um, and our staff really really enjoyed what you had to present, and I kind of wanted to spend some time today really. Um, unpacking that a little bit so our um, sure. our families can kind of understand what we're trying what we're trying to do what you kind of presented to us and how we're kind of going to use that moving forward and um, I think the best thing to say is that you know when we talked before the the summit about what I asked you to kind of present on um, you know I specifically talked about hey John can you 
can you kind of talk to our group about the importance of communication and how that relates to um, maybe even conflict resolution? Unfortunately, we do see um, conflict in, in youth sports and, and typically we see it between coaches and parents. And um, I don't think it's anything that we we all uh, want, um, nor um, does anyone really enjoy dealing with conflict. But Absolutely. I think that you, um, you really took that um, and you um, really framed it in a way right on. I think, um, I guess what I would love to, to have you do is sort of talk about um, how do you um, view that relationship um, between coaches and, and parents? And I know you, you called your, your, um, you called your, your presentation, change your perspective and engage, right? Um, yeah. So what do you, uh, what's the pre, uh, I guess the, the notion, what's that perception or that perspective, sorry, what's that perspective <laughs> that you think people, that coaches have? Yeah, I, I think sometimes uh, coaches and also sometimes see it with, with teachers, it's um, this mindset. And I used to, to have the same thing and used to say the same thing. Oh, you know, we have to deal with the parents and um, those phrases like, well, I've, I've got to go send an email to deal with this, this parent or, you know, everything would be great if we didn't have to deal with the parents and this kind of, you know, myth that if parents weren't involved, you know, it would be coaching nirvana, you know, everybody would, would have all the playing time they wanted. We win all of our games and every, everything would be this perfect little paradise, which none of that is true. And um, as I started to, to coach more and also move more into some administrative positions, I, I really started to change my perspective. And then the, the big change for me was when I had my own kids. And, you know, when you move across the field and you sit on the sideline and you, you watch your own kids and sometimes they have great games, but some days they struggle. And, um, you know, some days they, they get in the car and they're, they're crying because they, they don't think they're good enough. And, you know, I, it, it changes everything for you. And so that's what I was trying to ask the coaches is to, to kind of join me for, you know, some sharing some stories and, and my perspective as being a coach and a parent and, and how that, that kind of changed things for me. So, I really think that coaches and parents are on the same team. Like um, one of the exercises we did when I was was with a group of coaches is just ask coaches, what are your goals for your athletes? And it's things like have fun. We want them to have fun and, and to love the game. It's uh, things like I, I want all the players on my team to improve, to to develop their skills. I want them to be the best player they can be. I, I want them to have good relationships and make friendships with their teammates, but also with, with the coach, you know, does – I think all coaches want to mentor their players and teach them lessons that are life lessons, really, that go beyond the, the, the actual athletic field. And if you were to ask me as a parent, what are my goals for my children? I want them to have fun and enjoy what they're doing. I want them to become the best player that they can be. And, and that's going to be different for every player. I want them to develop good relationships. I want them to have friendships. I, I want them to have a relationship, a positive relationship with other adults where I can have other adults that I trust speak into my kids' lives because sometimes, quite frankly, they're they're going to listen to other people in a different way than they'll listen to me. As you know, I'm just dad, and I, I think one of the, the my favorite stories about that is I took my daughter. She was about six years old, seven years old, to a practice, and this was when we were still in Ohio. And I worked and coached with the guys who were coaching her. And they were standing around kind of juggling the ball before practice. And she's watching and she looks at me and she goes, Daddy, my coaches are so good. And I, I was like, honey, 
I, I work with those guys. Like we do that all the time. I can teach you all that. She goes, no, daddy, my coaches are just so good. And so that, that's when I just realized like they have influence that I don't have. And so I, I want to work with them. And so that's what that, um, the whole point was, is, is we're on the same team, parents and coaches. We have the same goals for the kids. Sometimes we have different perspectives, but and instead of trying to deal with each other or avoidance or those kind of things, let's engage, let's talk, let's communicate, let's be proactive and work together because our goals are the same. The end result we want is, is the same for every child in the, in the club. So what do you think is that key, I guess? So if we both parents and coaches want the same thing, like where does it go wrong? Where, what, at what point does it go wrong and what, what can we maybe do to um, do a better job of, of not letting it get to that point? And then yeah. also, um, if it gets to that point, what can we do differently? Yeah, I, I think sometimes where it goes wrong is just a, a lack of communication. Um, and that's why I think the more proactive you can be in communicating, the better you are. So as a coach, it's, it's like the weekly emails, but not just an update about the schedule. It's it's here's what I'm what I'm seeing with the team. Here's how we're trying to improve. It's, um, you know, little mid season or end of season evaluations where you're, you're really tailoring that back to, to each child. Um, it's sharing with the parents too, that some of the, the things that you're talking about that go beyond the sport, like here are lessons that we're, we're trying to teach the kids. And so parents can see, Oh, I, you know, I see where that, where the coach is coming from. It's not just all about winning. Um, I think sometimes where perception breaks down is that that coaches have this mindset and not every coach, but I think it's a, a general rule. I, I know I did is that every parent wants their kid to play every minute of every game and they're going to be upset if they don't, which is not true. And I, I think parents think that all the coaches care about is winning and they'll do whatever they, they can to win, which is also often not true. So it's making sure both sides are, are communicating. Um, Another great tool that, that we share with coaches is just do some, some parent surveys and, and really ask questions of the parents, like, what, are, what is the goal that you have for, for your child this season? Um, what is the goal that you, you have for a team? And then the, the great question is, well, if those things couldn't be accomplished, what would you like the experience to be like? For, for your child? Because I know everybody wants to win every game or win championships, but sometimes you can play your heart out as a player. You can do your best job coaching. Parents can be perfect on the sidelines, cheering and supporting the, the kids, and you still lose a game. And so we, we can't always control winning, but we can control the attitudes we have. We can control the how hard we work. We can control those things. And so you know, I, I think that question of if all of these these goals couldn't be achieved, what do we want the experience to be like? And if we focus on having positive experience for the kids, that's what they'll remember 20 years from now. They may not remember what game they won or lost or or those things, but they'll remember how the coach made them feel. They'll remember how mom and dad made them feel in the car on the way home after the games. Those are the things that they'll take with them. Absolutely. How... You know, one of the things I think we're we're seeing is we're getting um, a lot of a lot of young coaches who maybe they played um, they played all their their childhood they played through college 
they they're getting ready to get out of college and they they want to coach and they step into youth soccer youth sport or whatever it may be and they get crushed they get crushed mm-hmm. by the and I, I in fact just spoke to a former fusion uh player who uh was a coach at another club um in the charlotte area not going to name names but um she she basically coached for two years after college and um, and when I spoke to her the other day, she's like, oh, I'm, t- I'm doing this new thing. I'm in this new business. I just could not take the parents in, in soccer anymore. And I felt mm-hmm. I was, that, was, um, that was disheartening for me because she's an she's a awesome role model for, for kids. She's a, she knows the game, and she couldn't deal, as you said, deal with the parents. Yeah. And, um, and, I, and I, you know, I, I feel responsible in some ways as a as the direct in a lot of ways as a director because i think that there's a responsibility to help in 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 all areas of this right helping um while we're trying like we had the summit you came try to educate the coaches try to help them improve the environment and then um as a parent i want to help my 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 fellow parents you know um know what to do and how to do it and i think we don't as maybe as parents understand how we are actually, it's sort of like referees, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. How much dropout of referees after after two years, the ref's referee pool goes quickly down, right? Because mm-hmm. they get absolutely hammered and we never give these young coaches or young referees a chance to develop and learn. And, uh, and, and, and it, how, like you said, you can't know how to speak to parents very well until all of a sudden you had your aha moment which was you had a kid yeah absolutely all of a sudden you got those feelings and you and and why and all of those things so i guess speak to parents about um what can they do when maybe they have a young coach who doesn't quite frankly know what it's like to be a parent um and is trying to do their best but um, maybe they're just not, maybe they're missing a few things, right? What, what, yeah. can, what can you say to those parents that are working through that? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I always try to, um, treat people better than, than they deserve. So I, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. I realize that, you know, I, I've had times in my life when I look back and you've got so much going on and you're trying to juggle so many things and, and, you know, everybody's going to have an off day. Everybody's going to have, a, a bad moment where they're going to say something or do something that's not reflective really of who they truly are and, and their best. And so um, try to try to be patient. Uh, I encourage people to to wait 24 hours before you, um, you know, say something after a game. Uh, I was reading a, a research study and they actually it was at a, a professional um, league in Europe where they put heart rate monitors on the fans. And they watched the physiological changes that took place among the fans during the match and how much their heart rate went up and how all these these uh, like I said, these physiological changes took place where when you respond in that moment after the game is probably not going to be reflective of, of your best and of, of who you are. So sometimes it's things do look better the next day when the, when the sun comes up and you have that time to, to stop back and, and to pause and reflect try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Now, obviously, if you keep seeing the same things over and over, it's perfectly fine to 
to have that conversation, but I, I would encourage ask questions rather than throw accusations. Try to understand that perspective. Um, one of the things that we shared or I shared when I, when I talked with the coaches at the, the, the Fusion Summit was the idea of stories and narratives. And, and sometimes what I've seen working with kids and, and especially being a, a school administrator is the students go home or in, in this case, players go home and they give one version of events. And so that's the story that mom and dad hear. Yeah. But often there's another version of events that is probably what really, really took place. And um, so the parents hear one story, they have that perspective, that's their reality. The coach was the adult that was there and they have a perspective. And sometimes that's where the, the conflict is created. So I think as if you go back and you know ask questions, try to gain understanding, try to, to, to give people the benefit of the doubt at, at least up front. And, and then if you're still having issues, that's where I think you could contact like a director of coaching or, or someone else that, that can come in and, and maybe help sit down with that coach and the parent and, and help resolve the this, this situation. Um, typically what I've found is most of the time it's some breakdown in communication. Like I said, yeah. everybody has the same goals for the players. It's just making sure that we have the same perspective. Sure. Yeah. And in terms of those, even those goals that, We've, we've, you've said straight from the beginning, we have those goals, but how um, how quickly as parents, maybe we get sucked into these other things that become the, the goals. Like mm-hmm. having a goal of playing in college in and of itself is not a bad goal, right? And it's, no, it's striving to achieve goal and, and helping, but but through that, have maintaining that overall perspective of why is your kid participating in this right going after a goal and trying to play in college or wanting to play in college that's just like life wanting to achieve or succeed in something but when something when they don't make the particular team that they wanted as they're going for that goal okay the 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 immediate feeling is i gotta jump in and do something or i gotta I got to blame someone or something for this and it's going to ruin my kids opportunity to play in college or whatever it may be. But the fact is, is ultimately if, if we're trying to help our kids um, achieve whatever it is in life, they're going to have those moments in time where they don't get the job they wanted. Mm-hmm. Right? They don't get the, Absolutely. The, the, the raise that they wanted or whatever it may be. So, Will that moment in time when they didn't make that team, will it be that moment that parent goes, you know what, buddy, I'm, I hate that you didn't make the team and I, I still love you and I care about you and I hate that this has happened to you or that, that this it hasn't worked out for you. But at the same time, like, what are we going to do next? Do you want to keep pursuing this and working harder to, to show that you should get this, th- this opportunity on the team the following year? Or... Do you want to move to something else or do you want to just give up or and I think that that point in time that just create the sport created that life learning opportunity that I think as parents we are so just apt to just jump in there and fix and um, I think like you know what you've said is that 
we have to kind of keep our eye on the prize, which the prize really is the experiences, right? The process, yes. yeah. not the final outcome, if you will, or certain things. I really I appreciate that. Um, is there anything else you would say, um, whether it's to um, advice to again that that relationship between coaches and and parents? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you just hit on some some really key points there. It's you put your kids in sports. You 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 hope that they will go on and maybe play at the next level, or you know, all those things are, are admirable goals. And and everybody, I think it's it's natural for a parent if my kids trying out for a team, I want them to make the team. I, I don't want them to, you know, feel sad or, uh, you know, dejected when they, they come home and they find out that they, they didn't achieve that. But I think all of us as adults, if we look back on our life, often the, the best lessons, the things that we, we look at as like turning points, like, well, this really changed things for me or helped me learn things that allowed me to be better and take that next step in my career or whatever it might be, or the hard lessons. And right. I, I think the danger that, that takes place is when mom and dad, and naturally so, I mean, I, I've had these instincts as well. I have to like catch myself. We want to step in and fix it. We yeah. rob our children. We steal the opportunity away from our children for them to learn the important lessons. Yeah. Um, and so I, I know I want my kids in addition to to having fun and and all of those things with sports and developing as, as players, I want them to learn resiliency. I want them to know how to deal with adversity. I want them to be able to, to have a little grit and perseverance to achieve things that are hard because life can be hard. And often the most difficult things in life, the things that we look back and, and say, wow, that was a struggle. Those are the things that were the most worthwhile things that we accomplished. Say it was hard in the moment, but I'm really glad I did it because look where I am now. And so I think sometimes as parents, we have to catch ourselves and not step in and steal that moment from our kids, even though it's hard to watch them struggle. The yeah, most yeah. important fit thing for the kids to understand is that failure is okay. Failure is just a, a step in the learning process. And as long as you provide that loving environment where I care more about you for who you are than for what you accomplish, and let's work together and we can help get better that's that's the most important thing. And I, I think most coaches have that that same mindset. Once again, I think parents and coaches, they, they are working on the same team where obviously coaches want to see players succeed. But as a coach, I want players that can handle it adversity well. I want a player that hey, maybe you didn't get that position you wanted this year, but you know what? You're working hard and you, you've got a great attitude and, and you're going to come back and, and help next year and um or maybe help in a different way on the team this year i often tell players that you know i i played on teams where i never came off the field and i played on teams where i never got on the field and as a player i understand that and i always wanted to be on the field but at the same time every player has a role on the team and every role is important they're just different and so if, if coaches help players understand that and parents are also working with the coaches we can teach together those lessons that will allow the kids down the road to really excel. And, you know, in 20 plus years of coaching, I, I know you could probably say the same thing. You look back and there are kids that, at, at every kid that's excelling, you, you look back in their, their playing career, there are bumps, there are setbacks, there are things that it would be easy to quit or to jump ship or to give up. But the kids that make it all the way through, they're the ones that show that resiliency, that grit, that, that ability to handle adversity.
That's right. And that just pours right into their life. Absolutely. I know you've seen it as well. I've been a lot of studies about how um, Fortune 500 companies, they strategically look for for former athletes, right? Mm -hmm. that did have to, they know what they had to deal with to get to certain levels. And yep. um, I think that's a, that's a really good, good testament. Um, um, kind of one, one kind of, uh, I guess a wrap up question, you know, I know you and you and I, and, um, uh, Julie McCann had a discussion about this this morning, you know, as again, as the perspective changes, as you become a parent and things. Um, so I, as a parent, maybe I'm going to spend some time listening to what you're talking about and, and how can I frame, you know, frame things up better for my kids, right? And and that perspective that I need to have long term. So every day when something starts to go wrong, go back to the why am I doing this? What am mm-hmm. I trying? To, what? Why do I have my kid in youth sport, right? Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, I've got 15 other parents on the sideline that are um, kind of coach should be doing this, and and that kid should be playing there, and the league should be doing this and we shouldn't ever cancel practice when it thunderstorms or whatever it may be right um how how we we tend to feel that the the that that those those fires on the sidelines can do happen and Mm -hmm. parents do lose perspective and it's pretty hard to put your arm around the guy that's has lost his perspective and say um hey buddy what's it all about you know and have (laughs) casual conversation because he's going what are you talking about get out of my face um but what 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 can we do as as we're trying to gain that perspective? How can we help on the sideline? How can we because we want the environment to be good? We spend a lot of time as parents on the sideline with other parents, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it seems like some people with three or four kids spend the majority of their life on the sideline with other parents. Do you want that time of your life to be uh, avoiding everyone there, or do you want it to be a positive one? So how can you speak to those those folks that want this to change? Yeah, I, I think. You know, first of all, there's a couple layers to that. At, from a coaching perspective, I think one thing to, to share from parents is I can't tell you the number of times that I've had players, sometimes even older players, 16, 17, 18-year-old players who were very, very talented say, coach, please don't put me on that side of the field. I don't want to be near my mom or dad because they, they just never stop telling me what to do during the game and it's never good enough. And I, I've had players come off the field crying as you know, like I said, 12 and older because of comments coming from from parents during the game. And and I I think sometimes we as parents think, hey, I'm I'm telling my kids things that that are gonna help them, that are positive, that are that are going to, you know, help them be better in this game or this situation. And and really your, your child often wants to figure it out on their own, or they're trying to listen to the coach and the coach may be telling them some, something else. So that's where you, you have to go back to that, that partnership. If you, if you trust the coach, and as I said, as a parent, I want people in my kids' lives that I trust that are coming alongside of me, partnering with me to help me raise my, my kids, to help impart these lessons and things to my kids, then if I'm going to trust that other adult with the most precious thing in my life, then I need to, to have enough trust to be quiet and let them coach the game for, for 60 minutes on a, on a Saturday afternoon. Like if I'm going to drop my child off with this person and drive away at practice two or three days a week, I should trust them for, for 60 minutes. Now I can encourage, 
I can cheer, I can be supportive, but it's, it's that environment. What kind of environment do I want for my kid? What kind of environment do, do I want for all the other, other children and, and for the parents? And, you know, it's fine, I think, to go back later. Next day, wait that 24 hours. And you can talk to the coach. Hey, I, I don't understand why this is happening. Or I don't understand this. Can you help me? Could you explain this? Asking those questions is great. Maybe that helps gain some insight. And the coach will say, well, actually, we're trying to do this and this and this, which is why this is happening in the game that you see. And then it's like I said, often it's that mis miscommunication. But um, I think if you if you are that parent on the sideline and you, you feel uncomfortable, it, it's hard in that moment to go say something. But I think it's perfectly fine too for for you know parents to talk to each other maybe at, at practices or maybe parents reach out to the coaches and and they can have like you know a, a parents meeting. I know no one ever wants to meet anymore. We're all so busy, but. <laughs> It could be five minutes as we're picking the kids up from practice and just say, hey, let's, let's talk about the goals we have for our children. Let's talk about how we can create that environment. And, and that's not only at, at training, but it's also the environment on the sideline that we want for our kids. Yeah. And um, I know every kid loves to be cheered. Every kid loves to be supported. I have yet to find the child that loves to be coached by their mom or dad when their parents are on the sideline. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, you know, I just think that that's something that while we we want as parents to do what's best for our kids, we have to sometimes catch ourselves and think big picture. Yeah. What are the long term goals? How can I sometimes allow them to struggle to work through things because the end result is going to be better? Right. Excellent. Well, um, I won't take up too much more of your time, John. I, I think the the biggest takeaway, you know, as as a as fusion, you know, like I talked about earlier, we have our fusion way, and the, ultimately, it's about creating the best environment possible for mm -hmm. our kids to um, have a great experience in sport, and and it, we can't do that without positive relationships between parents parents and the coaches. And I think you've um, you've brought a lot of, of wisdom and perspective to to our staff. And, and uh, we really appreciate that. And I, I appreciate um, the partnership and, and continue to be able to talk about this as you're you're going through this at, at Forsyth Country Day School with with your families and coaches and yeah. doing the same type of thing. And the more that we can in youth sports and the triad um, change this this maybe sometimes labeled toxic culture, if you will, yeah. in youth sports. I, I, none of us want that. Um, mm -hmm. So we all have to be part of the solution in that. And I hope that I hope that kind of through um, maybe even some of these podcasts that that our families will want to get on board and, and, and be a part of this with us. And as you say, partner. Right. And, and absolutely. And I think that's fantastic. So um, so at, at the end of every podcast, I always uh, do some quick questions so that people get okay. to know the people that we're talking to. So I'm going to ask you some really fast ones. Um, so okay. you quick. So first one for John Stubblefield is what's your favorite food? Uh, steak. Um, what's the favorite? What's your favorite place you've ever visited? Costa Rica. What is a place that you want to visit? Uh, England. Who is your favorite coach? Favorite coach. That's a tough one. Uh, I would say the one that had the most influence on my life was my my club coach. His name was Jose Boisarito. He was from Spain. Awesome. Um, who do you think is the MVP on the Fusion staff? Oh, 
Probably Mark Simpson. All right. Um, what is the worst thing, worst toy that you've stepped on in the middle of the night? Legos is the easy answer, but yeah. my son is obsessed with dinosaurs, and the plastic <laughs> dinosaur with the spikes on the back is is quite terrifying. Fair enough. I think I've stepped on the same one in my house. <laughs> um, and last question, kind of a serious one. What do you want to be remembered for? I, I want to be remembered as someone who impacted the lives of, of kids in, in a positive way. And um, that allowed them to, to learn things that when they look back on their sporting experiences, not that, oh, I hated that time or I hated that coach or that, but it's I enjoyed that experience. I, I remember the way the coach made me feel. I remember the things that the coach taught me, and that's allowed me to be better in my life. And as I move forward in, in, in my career, it's not only working with, with the students and working with the, the players, but more and more it's working with the coaches and the directors and the parents to, to have that bigger impact. So, you know, I can only coach so many kids, but if I, I, I can help a whole group of coaches, then that impact is broadened dramatically. Sure, sure, it's excellent, fantastic. Well, John, again, thank you for your time. Um, for everybody uh, that has listened to the podcast, we hope you you enjoyed it. We'll continue to to do this. And again, our our goal ultimately is to um, allow you to get an inside look into what we're doing as an organization. Meet the people that we're working with. Um, learn more about what our, um, our what we're doing, why we're doing it, and how we're doing it um, is and and how that's shining through. So appreciate everyone's time today and have a great rest of the week. Right, thank you so much. For more information, please visit our website, like us on Facebook, and subscribe to this podcast.